All right. All righty. We've got the show. Hold on, Red. I'm just sending Kobe Bryant a message. I'm telling him that I'm buying an RV and I'm driving around the country for my Epic. Hopefully Kobe replies. How are you? Uh, listen, this is just the start of another Epic. I'm, I'm happy to share it with you. Um, I feel it in my bones. It's great to see you, Manners. Great to see you. Well, we've got so much to react to. Uh, I'm just a little bit annoyed uh, with Kirk this week that he didn't take into account Minifandom's recording time. You know, we're recording Thursday night. Usually this is the end of the, the three shows for the week, but because of Memorial Day and probably stupid baseball managing or something, they're recording on a Friday. So um, this is kind of a reaction preview show type deal. I mean, we, we they don't ever take us into account. We d- we're never a factor. Um, we try to do Wednesday nights, they move. We try to do Thursday nights, they move. It feels like this is a personal attack on us, members, specifically mm. you. They're coming for you. Absolutely. Right Absolutely. Absolutely. And I just would appreciate if Kirk maybe reached out to me um, when he's thinking about what days to record and just ran them by me and just see if we could sort of tee up my schedule and his schedule so it all fits in nicely. I don't think that's too much to ask for, no, from just, a fan's point of view. No, just a couple of guys sharing their schedules. You know? Exactly. We, we actually should have a, a shared Google calendar, Kirk and I, where uh, we sort of know what each one is doing all the time. I think that would be quite appropriate. Yeah, that would be a great idea. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right. You know the drill, listeners. We're going to start with taking care of business, then show stuff, and then we'll wrap it up with Minifan World and listener questions. So uh, let's get into taking care of business. Um I have found the 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 toxic nature of this community quite confronting this week. Um, I posted a picture of whether my toast my toast and I had two pieces of toast, one cut diagonally, one cut straight across. And some people were criticizing the way I distributed the butter on said pieces of toast. And I was really upset. I did a great job. It was fruit toast. So those dummies don't realize that there's actually fruit in fruit toast, so there's nowhere for the butter to go. And I took the photos just after it was spread, so they melted in nicely. I just felt personally attacked, Red. <laughs> I've never seen seen so many tweets about toast before. There was very passionate responses from everyone. Um, you have you have butter in the fridge. That's a huge factor. If you're living in a warm climate like that, that that's got to come into account. Like you can't leave your butter out. That's you don't live in Connecticut, mm. like Mayo. You can't do that. You got to you got to keep no, the butter in the fridge. All. Absolutely. And if you were to cut your toast, would you cut it diagonally or straight across? I'm straight class, so I go diagonal all the time. Mm. Diagonal is a classy move. You have to do that, right? If you're, if you're going to cut it, if you don't don't cut it at all. If you're going to cut it, go diagonal. That's what I said. I agree. Di- diagonal is just it, – it, it sort of evokes being in a hotel or a hotel breakfast. So I'm with you on that one. Mm-hmm. Um uh, Lauren Lynn had some crazy take where, and she's just, everything she does is sexy. She's like, she doesn't even bother cutting it. She just, just shoves it in her mouth. Uh, you know, oh, I imagine like, oh, I imagine like sex for her is just like ripping her clothes off and getting into it. Like there's no fucking around or anything. She, she's just a very passionate woman. We are three and a half minutes in. I'm sweating. Uh, <laughs> this is not good. That, that, I'm very uncomfortable manners. Please. Oh, boy. All right. Next bit of taking care of business. Well, look, this is a lot of inside Mina fandom news. Mm -hmm. So there's been a lot of drama with Carlos, our intern, in the last week. So I guess um, I've taken some swift and decisive action in the last week. I've locked 
Carlos out of our Minifandom Show Twitter account, and I have um, – sorry, my cat's been distracting here – and I have changed the Minifandom Show Twitter. I've taken out the stupid zero um, from the the end of the thing instead of the O, and I've just called it Minifandom Show. Um, I threw up a few different names. Um, but, yeah, Carlos is gone. Um, thoughts – Thoughts and prayers, Carlos. My, my thoughts with Carlos were that there were just too many. Sorry, he's still in term, but he's sort of just doesn't have any control. Well, I I feel bad because I feel like there's something I should have been able to do here. It's he he was asking questions, some pretty good questions, but then he was acting unilaterally with the account and and acquiring some followers or following some accounts that were highly questionable. Um, he stirs up some shit. I feel like it was one step forward, two steps back. He was pissing you off in different ways. I I feel bad. I feel like I should have been able to do more for Carlos. Uh, yeah. I hope, so I just want. I guess I what really can. annoyed me. It really annoyed me about Carlos was there was it was two strikes. The first strike was the the show name Mina Phantom with an O, which was just a poor bit of decision making and should have been cleared by the boss first. And secondly, he started following all these lunatic right wing accounts, which I'm sure was a setup to get uh, us in trouble or or something. I, you know, I'm very paranoid he says oh he was just following people so um he can you know get some followers for us and see if the account's working why are you following virtually nazis then if you're doing that like <laughs> you want to follow people follow some decent accounts don't follow nazis and then people look at our show account and it's just we follow a hundred <laughs> nazis and they follow us back i mean such a dumb move i sort of think that vd and carlos are working together to try oh, and destabilize this show that's my conspiracy theory i have no proof of that um carlos is still welcome to make clips and be an intern but he obviously just doesn't have that access but i I was going to bed late at night and I just saw that Minifandom show was just like following Adolf Hitler and Joseph Goebbels and Stalin and, you know, Vladimir Putin. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Well, I, I thought it would maybe be a Montante account. That's that was my first thought with those, <laughs> with those follows. Uh, I, maybe there is a little bit of divide and conquer here, manners. I don't know. I mean, he's not going to, he's not going to split you and me up. I don't, I thought he had the best intentions. I believe Carlos when he's got pictures of who he is and everything else, but there's some highly questionable behavior from that man. Um, I hope, I hope he's on the level, but I have my doubts. Anyway, so that that's the situation. I guess we're still taking offers if you want to be an intern for Minifandom. Um, so you know, send in your resume. What, um, what about Killer Kowalski then? Because he's gonna, he's already. He's chomping at the bed here, Manners, to be the... Well, if he wants to make some content and we'll see how it goes, if he wants to make some show clips or, um, you know, curate some tweets for the show account. And actually, I'll just drop in here in the Taking Care of Business. Um, I had an offer from our friend Andy Mayo this week. Um, he sent me DMs, started writing tweets, and he said, look, I don't want to tweet these out, but I'm, I'm happy to let you tweet them out and take them um, for your own tweets uh, one of them was say what you will about steve robinson but at least his sister-in-law had the decency to die rather than mess up an important event for kirk may have wanted me to tweet that out for him that's then a good joke he, that's a good joke that's a good joke yeah okay and that. then and then he he started to write another one where 
Um, basically, Chris has full blown AIDS. And um, anyway, <laughs> the, the point is, I don't need anybody writing my tweets for my own personal account. <laughs> and Mayo should write his own tweets. I, if I'm going to be honest, um, Mayo's done that to me in the past, where he's tried to, uh, he's given me some tweets, and occasionally, occasionally, I will take him up on that offer. Um, he he likes to get down and dirty. He doesn't like to get down and dirty on his own account. That's what he likes to do, and I'm happy to help. <laughs> I'm getting a joke writer. I'm like Howard Stern, like, <laughs> joke writer. We'll have him in in the background for these recordings, just sending like jokes as we go through. Um, <laughs> How uh, and, and final bit of taking care of business. How have you reflected on uh, the direction I gave you last week? Uh, so I've come in with a full phone of notes. I've contacted Dave Cullinane. We are working towards that Saturday afternoon, um, and I am ready and willing to do whatever it takes for the show matters. I am ready to be a man on the street. Um, I'm ready to protest outside the studio for you. Uh, be your bodyguard. I am fully on board. Um, I'm, I'm all the way bought in here with Men of Fandom, and I'm a Menners guy. I'm a team guy. I think this is the most I've ever done a show with somebody. So not resting on my laurels, ready to go. And I even have some criticism for a couple of producers today too. So I'm ready to go. Oh, well, that's brilliant. I, I love a co-host that takes on board feedback and, and mm. you know, and takes action. So that's what I wanted, and that's why you're the best co-host I've ever worked oh. with. By a long, long way, by miles, like oh. like you and the second person is like a country mile. Um, wow. right, well, well, let's get into the show stuff. Um, I think that the biggest bit of news w- today was Chris Clemmer walking out three quarters of the way through the latest episode, a stunning development following on a very lukewarm attitude towards the show by Clemmer. Basically, next week he's sort of getting his hair done and, um, you know, pottering around the house, unstacking the dishwasher so can't make it into the main show. And and Kirk just sort of opened the door for Clemmer to walk out and Clemmer just barrels out the door. And I've got a theory. I've got a theory about this one, Red. Yes, please. Things have turned nasty since Justin was brought back in. And I don't think it's Chris not liking Justin. I think it's Chris seeing Justin getting a job ahead of him. That's my theory. I like that theory. I was leaning towards the first thing I thought of when I saw that tweet was this is a four-on-one situation. This is this is Kirk, this is Dave, even Mike, and of course Justin working against Clemmer. I think Clemmer is feeling a little bit, he's acting a little bit like the victim in this. I couldn't agree more um, with what you're saying there. I was very disappointed in what Clemmer did today. This is this is a chance, as you and I know. This is a chance of a lifetime that he has. Um, you do whatever it takes. You move mountains. He easily could have done a Monday show here, Menners. I mean, there's no doubt on this, right? Like, what are we talking about here? He easily could have just done a show in the beginning of the week next week, right? Yeah, but, but what it boils down to is he wants to go to the Celtics and get completely blasted on beers and Beautiful. ciders and you name it. It's going to be a fucking messy clamor night. He and his mate are going to drink enough for, you know, more than two people, many, many people are going to be mm-hmm. completely hammered. And then he doesn't want to have to get up the next day, you know, with, you know, cider dripping out of his pores and then go into the main show. And, yeah, I actually think that's a really poor attitude. And I'm not one to criticise. I know it's he's going in for free. This is a voluntary role. But sure. 
wouldn't but it's it be a chance content? of a lifetime. But wouldn't it be good content if he'd been to the Celtics the night before? I mean, it, it's going to be a huge game. And I, I know, Camus is not a huge sporting show, but the Celtics is a big deal. They might beat, might beat the Warriors for Kobe. And, um, like, he's just going to go and then not come into the show because he can't be bothered. I guarantee you Portnoy is going to be at that game. I guarantee you Hank Lockwood's going to be at the game. Now, what I'm saying is I'm not saying uh-huh. that that Clemmer – I'm not saying that Clemmer and Portnoy would would be sitting side by side, but what I'm saying that's an opportunity that Clemmer could create content for the show by somehow getting close to Portnoy, somehow making that happen. Big Cat can make that happen, where you get a Clemmer and Portnoy selfie. Well, Boston Big Cat will be there for sure. He'll oh, be Boston in the Celtics all the way. It'll be oh, wicked pizza. Oh, Wicked. Oh, hard. Wicked hard. Yeah. So I, th- this is stunning to me. And I'm a, I'm a Clemming. You're a Clemming. Like we are Clemmer guys and he is blowing it. It feels like he's, he's letting the show slip from his grasp right when he had it. He had this thing. Mm. I think it all comes down to the fact that, and, and if you listen to Chris over the last few months, the more and more he's been pushing, you know, he wants a job. He wants this to turn into something because, Communal law is probably like, okay, this is great, Chris, but at some point you need to start contributing to our income. You know, out of theater in me was a bomb. Um, he's the, I mean, the 95 Mariners, he's not going to make any money out of that. He's simulating baseball games. I mean, um, so, so is there uh, anything he can do with that though, Menners? Because he's tripling Jared Carabas and his numbers on that Twitch stream. Like, and the commercials are up the wazoo that he's got on there. Like, Financially, is there any money to be made there? I'm not sure. I've never tried to monetize on Twitch, but I I just think that Chris has really, I think, been scarred by the fact that Kirk has used him consistently now for well over a a year and happy to bring Justin in and pay him, but um, not Chris. And right now, the the lamp, the heat lamp is on him because the worm has turned. Uh, Kirk has turned up the heat on him because he's noticed, hey, I can really bother Clemmer here. And he's got this Carano thing going on this week, too. Um, it really feels like everything is working against Clemmer. And if Clemmer had just stuck it out today, I think he would have been all past this. But now Kirk sees this weakness, and he's just going to put his thumb on it, and he's just going to drive this thing home. I think Clemmer might be done. I think this is Did it. you see the look on Clemmer's face when he walked out? Have you seen the footage? Yes, a bunch. It, it yeah. was it was very much the look of someone who's very hungover, had, had you know plenty to drink the night before, struggling to to keep it together, and then he's just you know he snapped. And, and we've we've actually now got a enough body of material to know that actually Clemmer does have that sort of alcoholic snap in them where. I don't know, they just something clicks and you know, happened a long time ago. It's happened a lot. And yeah, he just he just clicked and he left. He was like, fuck this. There was no fight. Like he easily could have fought back at Justin who's chirping him from the back. He could have gone at Dave at any point. He did none of those things today. Do you think he's he de- do you think he's walking out DMing um Boston Big Cat and just being like, Oh to. God, you should try working with Kirk. It's so difficult. Get- Imagine you're beautiful to work with. I'm, I'm going to win Barcelona. Idol. Don't worry. Get me on the Boston Yak at any point. I'm ready to go, coach. Put me in. Like, he's, mm. he's ready to roll. I, I, Where are you watching I, the Celtics tonight? Yeah, like, I just feel bad. Like, he's just going to be at a Red Sox game with Big Cat, and Kirk's going to be in the background. And this is it for, for Clemmer on KMS. It really feels that way. 
Definitely. No. And thoughts uh, and prayers. He had a good run. He had a great run, in fact. A great run. This uh, is the- you know, he, he he sort of lived my dream, a Minifan that got to go in once a week for over a year. I know, and he's our guy, and he asks he asks all the questions that Minifans want to ask, you know, that Mike's too much of a pussy to ask, um, that Cullinane never thinks to ask, unfortunately. Like, he's right there in that mix, and now we lost him. It's over now, and I'm sad. <laughs> Did you and hear at the end sad. of the show when they brought up the fact that Chris was going to ask for a video from Kirk and the boys, probably for said Barstool event, then they're allowed yeah. to talk about on the main show, Barstool Idol. And I actually yep. have looked. There's a press release. Like there's articles written about Barstool Idol coming up. So it's it's no okay. secret. It's, no, it's, it's not coming. like it's coming. It's it's publicised. It's just we don't know the contestants. Um, there's, apparently the cutoff age is, um, you know, like the starting age, you've got to be 40 plus to, to, to join this and to be an intern. Um, <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! I can't wait for that, but I'm gonna miss him on the show. He's gonna be 45, and there's gonna be like 19 year old kids that are so dumb, and they're gonna be doing stupid shit to each other. And Chris is going to be doing that. Does the man have no dignity? I. How is he ever going to enjoy? I think he's gonna be the best on this because he's gonna be so annoyed. He's just gonna be the angry, skinny, hungover, drunk on seltzers guy that he's just going to be that character. I think he could be great on the idol. Um, and maybe, maybe as being now an enemy of Kirkman and maybe that's the best thing for him. Maybe that only raises his, his uh, status at Barstool. Who knows? No loyalty. Did yeah, you when no they played that clip last oh, week and so Kirk was like, Oh, I don't like listening to myself. And now no. I can see why he probably hates me. Cause I remind him of himself, but um, the no loyalty. I mean, I think Chris is, Unfortunately, Chris has played his hand and uh, Kirk's, you know, twigged to the fact that Chris doesn't have a lot of loyalty. And I think that's been the death knell for Chris. All the other jokes aside, I think the fact that Chris has been so willing to turn his back on Kirk so quickly um, has has put a real sort of um, dampener on their relationship. Do you think he's coming in? Is he going to come in tomorrow or is this over? Well, I like the suspense of it, that the fact that we're all on edge. Will Clem Dog make Will it the into the main show? I hope there. he does. I hope he does. Because if, if they do go in, obviously they'll be arguing and talking about all this shit. And, uh, you know, the scab's been ripped off now. So hopefully he does go in and they fight it out. But Kirk said we're good this week. And you know what Kirk's like when he when he puts his mind to something? It could be, you know, a message to Chris, thanks very much, Um take the rest of the year life off the KMS show. If, if, if I could give him a nickel's worth of free advice that has nothing to do with Yeti Mike's, I would say that he's got to, the best <laughs> thing that Clemmer can do is he's got to make sure to get the best way to get Kirk on, on his side is to demand that he goes into the studio tomorrow and he's got to slang some shit, man. He has got to punch back on Justin, on Cully, on everybody. And he's got to be more honest about his criticism about Carano, too, because today was not a good day with his Carano takes either. It was not a good day. So he's got to really bring it tomorrow. He has to. That's the only saving grace. Only way he's going to do it. Yep. Let's 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 hope he goes in and we, we get, um, you know, angry, drunk Chris. Just need you know, it. He, Gone home this afternoon and just smashed it, got into the booze. Like he says sunset, but and maybe today at four o'clock he opened his first bottle and maybe there was a baseball game on so he could use that excuse and he just 
comes in tomorrow like hungover, angry, resentful, with nothing to lose. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go now, Coke in hand. Yeah. Exactly. Now, you said you've got some takes about the producers. Give them to me. All right. Um, I'm very disappointed in two people this week. Um, Craig Oconey. I'm going to start with Craig Oconey. Um, Ooh, why? Total, uh, total, total pussy move to have this out there from Carano and not talk about this on the Jerry Callahan show. Like, I understand that Jerry, Jerry drives this show, but Craig has a microphone. You could easily bring this up. You could have the sound ready and do it on the show. Force it on to the show. If Jerry refuses, then fine. He refuses. So what? Like, I'm so tired of this, just a potted plant that Craig Oconey is on that show. Like, you have a microphone. Use the platform. Don't do it on the Blind Mic Project. Do it on the Jerry Callahan show. Do it there. So that's the first criticism. I think you probably agree. You're nodding with me. I think you're with me. Yeah, I agree, but I haven't listened to I don't listen to Jerry's show, so it didn't And you shouldn't register. You shouldn't. It's it's awful. And this would be exactly what that show needs to mix it up and actually get Craig to actually participate because he probably says five words during the show. So I'm pissed off at Craig Coney for not doing that. And it then, was a, that was a fastball down the middle. Corona came at him out of nowhere for no reason. Yeah. Craig's a nice, dumb guy. And he was attacked on this, what's going to be this massive podcast, Rome. And he should have been fucking punching back. And Jerry should have been punching back too. Jerry doesn't have to listen to the podcast. All, all Craig has to do is just cut up the sound and play it for and him. And it. force yep. him to listen to it. So that's the first producer I'm pissed off at. And can I just say, though, I do not think Jerry will be happy with the uh, illegal immigration story that Carano said about his wife. We'll get to that later, but uh, <laughs> that would have really upset Jerry. Oh, absolutely. I can't wait to get to that. Like um, that guy on the border who let Matt's wife in and just said, oh, you're here to see a fella. Like, do some digging. Like, check check a phone or something. I mean, that was a total setup there. There's no way. I mean, look at look at him. Look at her. It's unbelievable. Okay, so the second producer I'm pissed off at is Dave Colony. That's right, Dave Colony. Okay, he, hold on, hold on. Yeah, give me Stop room. the tape. Stop the tape. Yeah. This is a Dave? historical moment yeah. on the Minna Fandom show, not spelt with a zero anymore. Thank you. Red is pissed off with Dave Cullinan. Pissed off because another producer who clearly fucking he hates Matt Carano. I don't know why Cullinane and Craig can't admit they fucking hate Carano. They hate him. He's totally not the person that they would want to hang out with, have a beer with, or whatever fruity drink he would drink. And Cullinane won't admit it. Like, he does a great job of cutting up the sound. He had great drops today. But he just can't admit that he fucking hates Carano like everyone else. And I don't know why. Like, what is he? Tr- why is he trying to be so nice to this person who clearly hates him? It makes no sense, Menders. It's a it's a pussy move. Come on, man. Get mad one time. Uh, it's really weird. The only person Dave Cullinane hates is Bob Schneider. It's the only person he will admit to hating. Everyone else he sits on the fence. Uh, I'm with you on this one. Of course it's you clear are. Cullinane detests Carano. And he admitted on the show that he told Jerry he doesn't think Carano is the right fit for your show. And then... Right. You're right. He just sort of sits in the back. Uh, he pussy move, and and so he's getting he's getting stuff from Craig. Like I know Craig is feeding him information, and I know that Craig is feeding that information to Blind Mike. And it's like, why can't you guys 
like I don't know if it's a producer thing, but why can't you guys just say shit into the microphone and own it and fucking embrace it, man? Like, why are these guys pussyfooting around this shit? It drives me nuts. But mm. I, respectfully, I, I like them very much. They're very nice guys. I love them both. Mm. So. Uh, I wonder if there's a feeling with Matt that he can't actually take the hate. He deserves the heat. He puts out these terrible things like Rome. He deserves criticism. He deserves being made fun of. But maybe he can't take it and they know that. I don't know, but it's it's really weird. Um, I actually, I know you don't like Carano. I don't know him personally, never met him, unlike a lot of people in the Minifan world. So I don't have any sort of any gauge other than what I've seen online. And, and what's really clear to me, and this fucking starting to piss me off, I mean, Clemmer Carano are the biggest fucking leeches off Kirk in the history of the main show. They oh, are yeah. trying every fucking angle to use Kirk as a stepladder. The fact that Carano does this Rome show and then puts in KMS ref- references is of course he wants to be spoken about because he knows they're yep. going to get thousands more listeners. And Clemmer yep. and Carano have used Kirk more than anybody and they just get let off scot-free. You know, people who contribute to the Minifan world get shit on and they get accused of trying to um, sponge off Kirk. But Carano and Chris have done it more than anyone. I will say this. I'm not as, I'm not willing to go as far on the, the Clemmer hate there because I feel like Clemmer does give a lot to the show too, and I don't think he's using – I'm not going to go that far with you. I'm not there yet. I'm worried because it seems like he's backing away and just batting his eyes at Big Cat. But Carano definitely told Chris the breaking news, the breaking news that Chris brought today, which was – which, by the way, Clemmer didn't want to tell us about the podcast before – out of respect for his boy, but then drop the breaking news of, Hey, by the way, next podcast is coming out on Monday. Like that's not breaking news. That's just a promotion. That's Mm -hmm. that, that, that bothered me a little bit. It's like, you guys are definitely working together in this. And I could tell that Kirk didn't like that either. There's a little tag team there that I did not like. So, I mean, if Clemmer's going to give us, have they been working together from the beginning? Have they, you know, when KMS started, seen, oh, wow, look, this is a show where they interact with the fans and they promote stuff the fans do and they bring them into the world and then all of a sudden Quantum Week started and then, you know, things have evolved from there. We don't have to go through the whole Carano chris bio, but it's clear to me that their whole strategy has been contrived from the beginning. And I'll say this too, Carano why he pisses off a lot of people is because he saw that jumped on that. And what he also tried to do, not only with promoting himself was he tried to like crabs in a bucket, just try to drag other fans down and blame mm. other fans for this tweet about fans and make it about. I, he was right about sneakers. Carano is spot on about sneakers from the beginning. I'm sorry. hundred percent. Right. All those idiots to play slap and tickle with that. Fuck with yeah, Carano did the right thing, blocking them. I support right, but, him 100%. No, but- but I will say this, it's not black and white there. It's not that it's not that Corona was right or wrong. It's what it's not what he was saying, it's how he's saying it mm. and what he did with it and blocking other people who had nothing to do with it. That's where he pissed off people. I don't think I don't think anybody was pissed off about how he handled sneakers. It was just how he was treating everyone else and lumping them all in there. I think he was right. I think if everyone had listened to Matt and just blocked sneakers at the time, that load would be gone. Um well, yeah, look, anyway, look, let's get into Rome. Uh, it, just an incredible 
podcast, an incredible podcast. I actually found it captivating. And and listening to the breakdown today, it is insane. Like the levels of insanity that goes into that show from Corano are ridiculous. But I just found it jaw-dropping in its insanity. And I actually enjoyed the fact that Corano just like put it out there. It was pretty open. We get a winnow into his fucked up mind. I listened. I listened to the whole thing. My only criticism was could have been ten or fifteen minutes shorter. But it was <laughs> it was like it was like being in McLean's and listening to someone just talk to a wall or something. Well, so how many hours would you say? Could you? How many hours of podcasting have you done, Menners? Like, what have you put together? Because this is what I need to know. Like, have you ever just you and a microphone sat there and gave an hour of talking about yourself? Could you actually do that? Because I don't think I could pull that off talking about myself for an hour like that. That's that seems like you're incredibly so far up your own ass to be talking about that shit. Like I mean, but th- th- I mean, Kirk does that all the time. I mean, like I've, you, you can't criticize that. I don't, I don't mind that angle. Cause well, I, I but do. This, no, no, but hold on. No, no. But even Kirk, who's done many, many hours of this, even when he would do enough about me, he wouldn't do an hour of talking about himself. Like just a fluid thought going through talking about every random thing that's going on in the story has nothing you know what i mean like he would have somebody to be working off of it was fascinating though the way his mind works he went into such detail he was very articulate it wasn't you know if i tried to do that i'd be rambling and you know half sentences and you know it was it was it was interesting. I, I mean, I if you're gonna if you're gonna come in here and just be this positive about this, no, you know, like, can, can we be honest? Like that was word salad. The shit he was saying and spewing was ridiculous shit. Who talks that way, Manners? Who does that? It's fucking <laughs> insane. I just I enjoy, I enjoyed the courage behind it. I thought the song was funny. Uh, I don't know if this has got legs. You know, in the second episode, it'll probably be terrible and it'll get worse and worse. But it's it was way more interesting than any episode of it at a theater near me. Oh, it was incredible. I mean, he spent he spent forty five minutes trying to convince us and convince himself that he loves to slang some puss like he, he loves he's trying to convince all of us that he's a heterosexual male and it's like i don't mm. I, let it go corona you are not that guy like we all know we get it okay buddy we get it we understand he we likes know to slam some poon baby yeah yeah like, okay like well, ladies man big big man on campus big swinging dick you know you play hoops right you, you got mad ups or whatever the fuck you're saying he is i he's a crazy person that person is Nuts. Oh, yeah, but I enjoyed that window into the insanity. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it was yeah. like a car crash or something. Um, and, and then, like, I, I, you know what I'm really happy about, though, is for all the young girls in South America because I've heard that they're cutting up sections of the Rome podcast and they're playing it in schools to young women in South America. And, and it's a way of how to snag yourself an American guy and get a visa out of South America into a better life. Um, so they're actually playing that part of the podcast where his wife entraps Carano and managed to weasel her way out of um, South America into the States. An incredible, she, incredible bit of um, maneuvering by her. She's a genius. If you think about it, right? She found this rube who's sitting there, you know, with his little uh, weird, what do they call that facial hair or whatever, hanging out mm. in San Francisco, hanging out in San Francisco, yeah, right? 
finding and she's like guy. perfect she's like perfect he's not that bad looking but he's not very good looking he clearly doesn't like women so he's not going to be tapping me up all the no. time to to get inside and yeah. basically i i get my visa he gets his right. beard and we're all done yeah i found this rube I'll be his beard. I get my visa. Um, he's going to now drive me around. I'm going to do my job that I'm going to work online. He's going to drive me everywhere in this RV. I want go, this. Go wherever she, I want. I want this. I want this visa. I yeah. want this visa. Yeah. Why don't you just say it honestly? What a sucker. What a <laughs> sucker. She locked him in in a conversation in the bar, found her mark, and and here we are. There we go. And now he just gets to blow dudes at a rest area on the, on the side. That's That's his life. It's unbelievable. It's actually a really, um, you know, important story, as I said, for young women in South America that are looking for a way out. They can look at Mrs. Carano as a bit of an example or, you know, it's, yeah, it's it's sort of like the Underground Railway or whatever, you know. It's it's, the American dream, Menners. This is the American dream. She's living the American dream. Absolutely. God bless her. And this is this is why our country is so great. You find some some schmuck that you can just lock in like that and just take advantage of him. She's she runs a show. It's awesome. Good for her. And, and Kirk alleged perhaps that maybe it'll come out that Carano's a murderer and her body will be disposed on the road trip. I actually think it could be the opposite. This could be her plan. She's suffered through the last however many years. Now she's like, okay, it's time to get rid of this fucker. So, mm-hmm. you know, just poison him in a rest area or something and just let, you know. Like Karana's future could be very short at this stage. She convinced him to sell his house. Yep. Right. Right. Yeah, let's sell, sell the house. Home. Give me all. Let's put all the cash into the bank yeah. account. Let's yeah. go for a drive through the middle of America. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and. Oh, he slipped at the Grand Canyon and fell to his death. Whoops. We were just taking a walk. And, you know, I said, Matt, look, there's a a cute guy over there. And he he looked over really quickly and I just pushed him and off he went. She's got some young stud at home. She's going to have this idiot drive her all the way there. They're going to dispose of Carano there. And she's got all the cash. She's got the RV. She's got the passport. Carano's just another victim of gay hate crime as far as she's concerned. I don't, I don't understand. I thought having a house, owning a home was a great business, great financial situation. And she tricked this guy into thinking, hey, we got to sell this house. We are vulnerable with this house. We got to sell it now. And now she's got all the cash. This idiot, <laughs> this rube, this moron. I mean, it's insane. I love this shit. Oh, well. oh my God. Yeah. So oh. thoughts and prayers with Matt Carano. Um, actually, Glamour and Carano will both be gone from the world soon. Um, oh, God bless them. Uh, any, oh, I guess just a general comment uh, I wanted to throw out there. And in the last week has been rammed this home to me. Kirk and Mike are on fucking fire together, Red. There is no better duo in Barstool. There's probably no better duo in podcasting apart from us than Kirk and Mike. The way they are bouncing off each other it is a delight to listen to. I laugh so much when they're together. It, it, it really is their show. I agree. I couldn't agree more. Um, I was having this conversation with a great Minifan, Court Minahan, um, and he 
said this to me as well, uh, that he was looking forward to having Mike in studio today to go over this and go over every single minute of this with Kirk because they do a great job of working off each other um, and building upon the joke where I was happy that Clemmer was there. It was good to hear him sweat it out, but he is just, he kind of gets in the way in those moments and he's not great. He's great at repeating stuff, but he doesn't have Mike's skill of building onto the joke that he has with Kirk. So I couldn't agree more. And and I love Clemmer, but that's just, and I'm not a big Mike fan, but he crushes it with him. Yeah. He's crushing it. Uh, Any other show stuff? Um, I think, I think manners, the callers are getting better. But I worry that this uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower is uh, he's a huge knockoff of President Trump. Like it's it's a little suspect that Kirk allows this guy to call in with very similar shtick. Like it's like a um, it's like whoever would do an, an impression of you, Menners. You know, what I mean, like I mean, the impression uh, of Kirk, uh, the impression of Menners is what this Eisenhower guy is doing. Like it, it, he's got to knock it off. Yeah, look, it's not a great call, but uh, I'm a history guy, so I like hearing from Ike regularly. Uh, but you're right, the callers haven't been great. I, I've got a note here. You know what I hate more than anything is the callers that try to be smart, like the caller that came called in and said, Kirk, which four people from the Minifan world would you like to be on a heist with you? I mean, what a stupid fucking question. I mean, and, and there are a lot of questions like that where people, whether they're about golf or films or mo- just they just try to be smart. And it's like, fuck off. Like, fuck I'm, off. I'm with you on that. And can we stop fucking calling in with the games? Can we stop? Like, how oh, many please. games? How many games do we need to play, people? We don't need that many fucking games. That was the only good thing about Chris leaving early today is we didn't get a fucking game. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I totally agree with that one. I've got a few other things. Um, well, uh, defend this. Dave Cullinane alleges he has never opened his eyes underwater ever. I mean, what a fucking idiot that he's afraid of opening his eyes underwater. It hurts, man. If you want to, if you want to display your stupidity, that is it. That is Come it. Come on. He thinks, the, what's your water going to do to his eyes? Listen, there's there's plenty of things you can get on Cullinane for this week. This was, he had a great week. He did a great job with the drops. You can get on him for some things. This is not one of them. I mean, I've known so many Baby day, dog paddling with his, like, head above water the whole time. Kathy, Kathy, I can't put my head underwater. Do you think it, I I would love to see that that uh, that tattoo that he's got, and he's got those floaties around his arms, like mm. he's got he's still, like, kind of just in the pool. That's a great image. I love I love Cullinan. He's a great guy. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, he's a total pussy guy. this week, but great guy. Great guy. <laughs> Now, uh, a few other little things from the show that I don't know if you picked up that Kirk is kind of pushing Justin and we got a great bizarre moment where Justin just spoke on the show. We didn't even know he was in studio. Uh, he got um, like five words in before Kirk knew what was going on. That was wild. Yeah, he was like, what the hell are you doing here? Which it breaks up the theory. Kirk just walks in, doesn't even look who's there and just sits down. He has no idea. And and Justin off mic continues to be better, and he's great on mic. But Justin today yelling off mic, Jesus Christ, was hilarious. Mm. Hilarious. He's been great. Yeah. Um. So J-Rock, um, so yeah. Kirk's oh. pushing J-Rock to cause trouble with this Barstool idol. Now, yes. what do you think of that? Do you think – 
I think that's fair game. I think if Chris goes on Barcelona Idol, he's just got to expect that every fucking person's going to come at him. I think that would be the breaking point for Clemmer. I think Clemmer's doing, uh, he's a very nice guy and he's putting up with Justin for for now. If Justin fucks up Barstool Idol for Clemmer, I think Clemmer might be pushed right over the edge, which is exactly what Kirk wants. And Justin, Justin's more than willing to do so. And he's doing a great job of getting under Clemmer's skin. And it sounds like Justin's coming for Dave Colony too, a little bit as well. So I, Justin's coming for everybody. Um, here's my worry about J-Rock. We, and I hope we're going to get to this. His uh, porn fetish mixed with his coworkers is alarming. That's uh, well, it's a very. I, I, I don't see. Setup, yeah. I'm not one to kink shame. I'm not one to maybe um, you know make Justin feel Norma. bad for his desires. And he, he made it really clear he's into college girls. They have to be overage. The fact that he works with younger women. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's worrying at all. I, I, I'm actually, I, I'm fine with this. I, Justin's too sweet. I can't imagine him ever doing anything like that. I mean, it's the exploited part of it that it makes me a little nervous. I'm a little nervous about that. I mean, it, just because they're 18 doesn't mean we can do that. You know what I mean? Like, we don't need to have bang bus going on. It's, it's a porn category. Like, when it says, you know, stepbrother, fucking stepsister, they're not really stepbrother and stepsister. So I, I'm, I'm happy for Justin to enjoy that as much as he wants. And how? And by the way, how weird is that caller who called in and said how attractive those girls are? That guy sounded like an older man. Um, I don't care if those girls are 18. That's weird. That's a, I got, that sounded like a guy who had kids. No, yeah, that is weird. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I like that's a weird. I I can't. I I, I'm mid forties, and I can't look at a girl under twenty and feel good. No, no, no. it makes me feel gross. I can't. Makes me feel gross. Um, Worry about Jay. Also, um, they spoke about Maverick this week, and normally this is our pop culture segment, but because this was such a a big part of the show. On, on Monday or Tuesday, whenever he, they recorded, uh, you know, Kirk giving Maverick a B. I mean, to me, that's just Kirk's mental illness. He went in there with like huge expectations. And then he's, you know, he's pulling apart bits of the movie. I mean, if you pull, you can pull apart Top Gun, you can pull apart any of these action movies. You're not supposed to. You're supposed to go there and suspend disbelief. And Maverick to me was a great time. It was a gr- fucking great time. I don't know why people do this, not just Kirk, but people just want to pick at something and they go, when something is popular, they jump on it and want to find the negative. And to me, it's just such a lazy take. Like, thinking about plot points of Top Gun, Maverick, who gives a fuck how far the distance is if that plane is going to crash at what speed and Tom Cruise is running there? That's what Tom Cruise does. He runs in every single movie. That's You know exactly when you're going into a Tom Cruise movie, you're going to get a running scene. That's just the way that it is. Mm. You got to love that. Like I don't understand the mindset to, to criticize that, go through plot point by plot point and have a problem with it. Like just enjoy the, it's a roller coaster ride, man. Just enjoy it. Like it was so good. About? It was a great movie. So I mean, it was so much fun. It flew by. It was it was my thing is if you liked Top Gun, then you must love this film. Like because Absolutely. they're the same genre, the same style. I get people who don't like these type of films. That's fine. It's not for you. Action movie, um, you know, you know, sort of schmaltzy drama, but, yep. but that's 
that was Top Gun. Top Gun Maverick is just Top Gun on steroids, and it fucking works. And I'm going to go and see it again this weekend Absolutely. because it was just, uh, you know, A-plus on the fun scale. Rock hard the entire time. Just mm. full-on erection, 6 to midnight. They give you the shot-by-shot opening like they did in the first movie, but it's better. Like, it's shot better. It's better quality film. The sound is better. I mean, there were moments of, like, anxiety-provoking, like, intensity in those flight scenes. Like, who the fuck would complain about this movie? You'd have to be a real asshole to find a problem with this movie. Honestly. All right. Well, it's going to hate two of us soon. That's good. Um, All right. Well, that's it for the show stuff. Let's move on to the Minifan world segment. So... Normally I criticize Dave Cullinane for normally I would criticize Dave Cullinane for something like this, but probably going to give him a pass on this. Oh. Did you hear that all the boards submitted an episode for the KMN um, channel, the Kirk Minahan network? They submitted a, a, a show and it was not posted by Dave. He forgot about it. And then Adam and I think Ned had to record a quick little uh, chat about the main show because the other show wasn't posted and therefore, uh, you know, it was out of date. Uh, I mean, look, I understand not posting all the board because no one cares, but. Um, no, 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 see, this is this is what I worried about because it felt like you were going to be nice to Dave Cullinane and then you're just going to completely shit on my guy, Ned Snark. Don't do this. No, 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 Don't I'm not shitting on Ned Snark because right. my, my point is it just sort of displays Cullinane's, you know, thought, thoughts about the network. He doesn't care. You know, great Minna fans are putting together content and, and he, it takes like five minutes to upload a video to YouTube. I, listen, sometimes you forget these things. The man is producing how many podcasts? Mm. I mean, this well, is Ned Snark made the point that I would never have let them down the way Carl did. <laughs> that, that's probably true, but I don't think that you actually would have put this up either. I don't think you would have. I would have with a, a trigger warning. That it's um, Adam and Ned. Well, yes, and also, you know, like a suicide hotline, like, you know, you, you might need to call this number after listening. But actually, they, they talked about the main show for 20 minutes, and it was good. Um, they're so, very good. They're very good. I don't know why. Ned's I like them. No, I like them. I just don't know why Carl would ignore Ned Snark. I thought you um, were giving him a pass. I thought you started this out where you're giving Dave Cullinan a pass on this, and you went, you flipped it, went negative. Well, I was anyway. sort of doing both. I was insulting yeah, all the board and <laughs> you, was, you insulted was, everybody. Guns are both going both ways there. <laughs> um, Beyond Average Podcast released a, a show on the, the network. And it is awful because this is – it's a bit like when Jared Carabas used to go into the main show. So you've got um, Mick, Bug-Eyed Mick, who knows quite a bit about the Minifan world. Not He's not really into it, but he knows quite a bit. And then you've got Bug-Eyed Christian, who knows nothing. So they're, they're trying to talk about the, the show, but Chris is just saying stupid statement after stupid statement because he doesn't know anything. Like he's, he's saying, oh, they should get that person into the show. Well, that person's been in studio many times. Like, oh, wouldn't it be great to see Tim and Canton in studio? He's been in studio, fuckhead. Um, so, um, yeah, so it wasn't very good. Uh Christian just is a dead weight, you know, dragging that show down. He's a lovely guy, but you can't talk about the Kirk Minahan show with someone that doesn't listen or know what's going on. He's not very inside. This is true. I will say, I, I maybe I was unfair about calling them little people. I don't know. So for yes, that, that's I, what they were upset about. I guess I apologize on that one. That's my fault. When you're 
a large human being like myself, there's always little people out there, and I don't mean to offend. Um, I, I, it is off-putting to me to watch their show and have Mick staring into the camera and then have Christian staring at, I'm assuming, Mick when he's mm. doing it. Like, because they're in the same just, room. They just they're in the same room. They've got two cameras and one on each. So it's it's just a weird presentation. They got to work on that too. Like you can't have one staring at the camera and the other. Presentation's one staring at the not the, the the worst thing about that show. Um, no, and maybe I'm picking nits here, but I I think there's potential there because they got energy. I will say this: they're not dead weights. They have energy. Mm. Mick it seems like a very nice guy. Um, Christian, I'm warming up to. Um, I'm sure we'll probably have a drink sometime. I I, I and think then they tried they, we could tried to up. insult me. By calling me the bagel boss guy. They said I look like the bagel boss guy. And that has come out many, many times on the Minifan network or in the Minahan world. Um, so it was not a new thing. That's what I'm saying. Oh, you've, you've you know, thrown an insult at me that was thrown at me two years ago. Um, You're a more a attractive look, version of the bagel boss. Yeah, I'm definitely a more attractive version. Absolutely. 100% smoke show. Uh, so um, I didn't cry myself to sleep because they did that. And and we have some competition, Red. So I don't know if you saw Justin has kicked back his wrap-up show on the network, and I'm actually really pleased about it because, as I've said many times, I want a wrap-up show to listen to. So Justin got on Blind Owl again, and, you know, maybe um, Chris can go back to doing that before he was on the main show. He'd do once a week with Justin wrapping up the show. So now that Chris is not going to be in studio, maybe he can still – play some part in the world by jumping on with Justin once a week and doing that. But I'm glad um, that wrap-up show is back. Um, it, it's not Justin you're listening to. It's the, the guests they're with. And it's never that good, but it certainly makes us look good. It, it does. It makes us look good, which is is great. I do love that Justin is doing that. The only thing that I, I think Justin is better on KMS. When he's done those wrap-up shows, he seems very guarded, and he doesn't want to criticize mm. anything that Kirk's going to give him a hard time for, which I understand. But you got to let it loose, man. you got to let it go. Like, Justin Justin is a peacock. you got to let him fly. He's going to give you great content. So he's got to not be that rigid in that. And I agree. If, if Justin's going to do that show, it is about the other person. But I think Two people would be great if he can. And two guests, yeah. Cast two guests. And I think the fans will love to, it. Yeah, he should just get a whole, you know, pull of like six or seven minute fans together that want to do it and then just say, yep. all right, can you do this day? Can you do that day? Tim would be good uh, like they used to do. I said Chris can go back there to his proper landing spot. Justin did make a good point on his wrap-up show that actually Chris did make a big error in calling Blind Mike to smooth the water over and ask for advice, and, and Kirk was really annoyed about that. My only bit of sort of balance I can give to that is Chris and Mike actually don't have a regular slot together in studio, so I can sort of imagine Chris didn't think they'd have a chance to talk about it on the main show, but still I think he should have let it simmer and just left it there for a while. Absolutely. Like the, the number one rule when it comes to any of this is save it for the show. And I think you and I do a great job of it here. There's very little exchanging of any notes at all. We just let it rip and go. And there's no talk at the beginning other than, Hey, I love you. Good to see you. And then we we're off to the races. Like put your penis away, Red. Yeah, go ahead. We're ready to go. Put your dick away. So, like, that's the way that it should be done is you get in there, you save it for the show. So I could see those two sitting in there or having that conversation on the phone. And Chris has listened to the show for a long time. 
you got to have better instincts than that. You got to mm. save this thing for the show. Don't save your apologies. Even if you are going to apologize, do it on the fucking show, man. Like that's Justin was pissed part. about that. Justin was pissed about that. Um, you got to save it for the show. You do have to do that. And if you are a yep, fan, good. if you're a fan of Kirk, you know that. And by the way, this brings me back to another point quickly. There is yeah. no fucking way that Carano is ever a fan of Kirk Minahan. Oh, when never, ever, ever. Part, there's no fucking way. He I'm actually convinced guy. Chris and Carano had, had not listened to one second of KMS until they saw a little opening into the world and they just tried to barrel well, see, it. See, I'm not with you on that on Chris because I know Chris is, is a sporto like me, so I know he was listening to EI. But even, even Carano said that he didn't even listen to Kirk. He wasn't one of the millions of us who listened to him on the weekends. He was one of those guys that found Kirk by his writing of the blogs on fantasy baseball on EI.com. Like, there's no fucking way that that guy who loves banging chicks, I'm sure he does, is reading about baseball on WEI.com and, and reading Kirk and fell, fell in love with Kirk there. There's no fucking way. Uh, but Carano, I think he means Carano was a fan of Kirk's from the Topps baseball days when he was in California. Yeah, yeah. When Carano was out there on his yeah. epic trip out west. Another epic, yeah. All right, so just a bit oh, of um, show update. Carlos has sent me a message while we've been recorded recording manners am i fired how long is this social media suspension look i've got to give him a pass because his first language is not english but i've made True. it very clear to him he's not fired he just doesn't have um autonomous posting rights um so that that's fine All i right, think we should get, get him on here manners i think we should get him on here i'm not sure if people will be able to understand him through his thick accent um, so I don't know. Uh, but yeah. I guess he would find the whole Carano wife story quite heartwarming. Uh, someone from his neck of the woods who's been able to swindle their way out of South America into a North America. It's, it's a beautiful story. I God bless him for finding whatever woman he found a trap, trap there too. Mm. All right, job. let's get into the listener questions because we care about our fans. We love our fans. Mm -hmm. uh, no one cares about their fans more than Red and I. That's Nobody. Mm -hmm. uh, and just to give you a, a window into the insanity of Visionless Dave, while we've been recording, I have 50 notifications from Visionless Dave with questions for this segment. 50. The guy's so obsessed with the show, so obsessed with me, so obsessed with hating you. Mm -hmm. uh, I I respect the game. He's, he, he, he could do a podcast like Carano where he just talks into a microphone about God and dogs and coming off meth, all that stuff. Do you um, worry? Do you worry about that first meetup where it feels like he's going to be wearing your skin? That's w the level that we're at right now. Like he's going to have you a well. You're going to be putting lotion, you know, put the lotion back in the basket situation. Yeah, because it's Pride Month, I'm just going to say, I'll just let it swing loose and free and let's just have a good time, VD. And uh, he's not going to beat the Wilbur. That was definitely one of my uh, reasons. <laughs> I booked the ticket to fly over because I knew he wasn't going to be there. So I knew I'd survive. Um, all right, questions. This is from BA, Pride BA. People forget Carano started his podcast on the first day of Pride Month. Red, do you think that's a coincidence? There's no coincidence there. It was a great tweet from BA. It's been a long time since he put a great tweet out there. Um, he spent a lot of time sucking the dick of Barstool and simping the way that he does uh, on his Twitter. If you go back to his Twitter feed, so I'm glad he put something out there that was funny. It was great. Great to have him back. Couldn't agree more. 
Rico Bosco fan. Could there be a worse time in history to start living out of something that requires gasoline? Question mark. Probably not. The the prices are going to go through the roof this summer, and I can't fucking wait for Steve Robinson and Macron to be driving around with their Bitcoin that's also through the fucking ground. <laughs> it's great. God is good. Love that shit. Please. Oh, beautiful. Mm. What a moron yeah. for doing this in yeah, our I mean, I mean Carano's wife is loving this. She's dumped the body by the side of the road. And, oh, he's so fucked. It's great. Um, all right. Tony Cass. I wonder, could they be a drug mule? Could they be drug mules? Like, could they oh. be driving down, cross the border, she hooks them up with, you know, and then and imagine they said to Karana, look, we need you to put this up your ass. Oh. He'd be like, sure, how much? The room he's got in there yeah. for that. <laughs> put his fucking tons of coke up there. All, all the rocks he could fit up there, just yeah. the hamster out of the way. Maybe that was another reason she approached him. So, like, he's got a loose asshole. Um, <laughs> He's like sitting there doing um, poppers in the corner, which is like perfect candidate. Uh, All right. Tony Cass, this is for you. Will Camus Reddit defend Dave Cullinane for stating that having a former president on the show the day after a mass shooting was a bad idea? Will you criticize or defend? I'm sorry. I couldn't hear. Did what? Something technical difficulties? Did something happen there? I can't. Yeah. Did I drop out again? Yeah, you may be dropped out. Listen, I I was uh, not happy to see that question from the the cast man. I was hoping that w- that would go under the radar. That was very poor instincts on Dave Colman's part. Very poor instincts. Wow! But, but a- two. He's criticized Dave Colman twice today. Twice. Hold the phone, twice. Lauren Lynn. I hope you're not driving because you'll yeah. drive off the road because yeah. you're a woman and crash, especially yeah, with that. You can't drive. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Can't breeding. Drive I'm sure you're good at cooking. Maybe. Yeah. Cooking, um, breeding, can't drive. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, it's bad instincts. You can't argue in any other way. But I will say this i think that was one of those arguments that dave was trying to find and he just it was a botch spot botch spot bad bad instincts there all right this is from suburban tug time what would you set as the over under on the length of justin's current run with the show i think justin's going to be here for the end of the show i think he's locked all the way in because kirk knows as he said you don't give him any responsibilities nothing major no pressure there's not going to be any money like there's not going to be a full-time whatever you're just going to come in you're going to be that guy for us you're going to be instant content you're not going to be in charge of anything i think he's going to be there till the end i think they found his lane i think two days before the wilbur show he takes a mental health leave and that's it kirk's just like that's it yeah, he's done it every live show. That that's no, my no, thing. No, no. So, so I'd say another month, another month and a half. No, 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 no. Justin's in for the long haul, guaranteed. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, Brooks, more entertainment, Clemmer walkout or Carano podcast? Mm, they're both very entertaining in so cool. such different ways. But I have to say that the Carano podcast uh, was probably wins wins the day. I, they could have done three hours on it. Like Clemmer, Clemmer didn't put up a fight. Like Carano was fascinating. It's a fascinating study into a crazy person, mm. a lunatic who talks for over an hour about bullshit and thinks it's interesting. Like what the fuck? Why would you play a Dave Cullinane sound when you're talking about the first time you met your wife? 
Why the just fuck to get a bit they... of attention, just to get a, just to dunk on Dave, because he knows if he dunks on Dave and Craig and Jerry, and then they'll bite back, and all of a sudden Rome has more than three listeners. Well, Jerry and Craig won't bite back; they just turtle and don't talk about it at all. That's right. Bunch of all right, Gearhead Mike. If I am correct, and you are a Quantum Week fan, are you sad that Matt? With, are you sad that with Matt on the open road, you will not get to meet him? So I guess this is directed at me. Look, I wasn't a Quantum Week fan. I listened to the odd episode. So, no, I'm not. I'm just happy for him, uh, happy for his wife. Uh, she gets to start a new life with a new man. And, yeah. I mean, he's got he's got days left. So enjoy it, buddy. Because, like you said, she, she, is, she is going south and she's not coming back with him. There's no fucking way. Can you can you hang on for a few more minutes, or are you got to go? I can give you a few more minutes. Let's go. Right, we're almost at the end of the listener question segment. Let's and then go, we'll, baby. We, I just don't want to miss out. Like cameo blind Mike, that moron has asked this question. You joined GVE, and I joined a GVE live stream to murder real Chuck Wagon. Why do mm. you still hate on them? Will you join again, or are you forever done? So I think why do you still hate on them is such an obvious question. There's no need to answer. There's there's just so many reasons to hate them, what they stand for, what they do. Every every action they take is hateable. Um, but, yeah, I might join them again. I mean, you can bet if I join the GVE broadcast, I'm at rock bottom. Like something in my personal life is going on. I've only ever joined those broadcasts at the, the, the bottom – when I'm as a rock bottom, like it's yeah. when my life is at an all time low, I'll jump on. I mean, and it I, just makes I, me feel better about myself with those morons. You you look great every time you go on there. You shine, um, and they all stop and just stare at you. I do DM you when you do that because I worry about your mental health when you're on there. But I'll say this: you can hate them and still do a show on there. Like that's the beauty of menners. Like you just go on there, you can hate those guys, and I'll I'll, I'll hop on here and, and bitch slap you guys around a little bit, just dunk on the chuck wagon, and then leave. It's great. Well, I mean, yeah. That makes you a great Minifan. fan. Exactly. Um, Ted Sarandis, gun to your head. You must listen to an episode of one of the following podcasts in its entirety. Rome, the Jerry Callahan show, very good show, or BAP. And then he follows up with, I know it's tempting to take the bullet, but you must pick one. It's a really, really <sighs> a tough one. Um, I love Ted Sarandis. I hate the fact that he loves Carano so much, but I think he loves Carano because Carano stirs up a lot of shit and people hate him. So I'll give him that. Uh, uh, cunt likes a cunt. So <laughs> I will say this. Of all those options, I'm picking Carano's show every single time. Every single fucking time. Because he's the craziest of all of them, and it's compelling as shit to listen to a crazy person just ramble into a microphone. Good. You're on board with me. Yeah, I'm Absolutely. very good shows. The the last option. Jerry Callahan's the second last option. BAP's the the third last. And then yeah, Rome would be the one I'd listen and, to. And and Jer- I think Jerry's is, Jerry's show is the fucking last. And I'll tell you why too. This is the other thing that bothers me. Is there's that Wall Street Journal about uh, Hillary Clinton's aide and how they totally just made up, fabricated the the Russian hoax, right? That that whole thing that happened. And Jerry never talked about it fucking once. And all he does is talk about that swimmer that nobody gives a shit about. Like Jerry's show is the fucking worst, man. It's the worst it show. Is. It is the worst. 
So, all right. Last couple of questions. I'm going to ignore Dave because what Visionless Dave sent in a thousand questions. So when you do that, it's hard to answer any. Killer Kowalski, why don't you have more women on the show? Robinson's B&B said you refused to have her on because of her political views. Fake news, b and is always welcome on this show. In fact, I will invite her on um, today and see if I can record alone with her when I'm in Boston. I mean, sorry, did I say that out loud? I mean, (laughs) maybe I'll have her on the show once. Um, Yeah, uh, I've had Lauren on. Um, I'm all for having uh, women on. So, yeah, that's fake news, KK. That's very fake news. I I know you to, for doing one thing. You would you would be anywhere with any woman other than letting them drive you around. That's it. They're, just can't drive you around. Can't. That's be it. Cooking and breeding, baby. That's all. That's I want. it, baby. And Let's breeding go. with birth control because it's just practice. I don't want no Ooh. kids or anything. Yep. Yep. That's it. Do what you know, ladies. Birth Thank control, you. no rubbers. We're off to the races. There you go. Get in that kitchen. Yep. Rub, rub my back. Tell me I'm exactly. tell me I'm great. That's it. Exactly. So. All righty. Well, um, look, we didn't get to our pop culture segment, uh, but thanks everybody that's listening. Red, you've been amazing. I've got a lot to unpack with you about Kenobi um, next week. Yep, also, watched like 20 hours of Star Wars Celebration from L.A. over the weekend. It was fantastic. I mean, when Pedro Pascal came out, the Mando, the fucking crowd went wild. I mean. Love that shit. Fuck what Kirk would give for an, an, an applause like that when he hits the Wilbur stage. Oh, and you don't you don't get into Stranger Things, do you? You're not, you're no, not into, not into Stranger Things. Fuck. Well, I'll still talk about it next week a little bit. A little bit. All right, Red. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Red, you've been amazing. Um, best co-host in the world. Uh, good luck. Go Celtics. I know you're going to go and watch that now. I know that's why you have to rush off. Um, not for Let's anything go. else, but to watch the NBA Finals. Um, I can appreciate go, that. So, um, thanks everybody. We'll be back next week. Love you a long time.